Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paw. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Nice Shot Pods, brought to you by FantasyNational.com. Go to FantasyNational.com backslash pods, save 20% on your subscription. Uh, we are tractorless again this week. ETO. Big bummer. Was in also, Hawaii. Also, also. Yeah, oh, wait, Hawaii. well here, finish your thing, yes, finish your thought too. In Hawaii, now recovering from Hawaii. Guessing next week we're going to have hang, Halloween hangover, so might not oh, get for next sure. week. Following week, we'll be getting back from uh, Mississippi. And the little Beau Rivage hole in one slash bachelor party. So I don't know. We might hear not hear from him until like Christmas. I was also but in all seriousness, I'm sure he is pretty jet lagged. Yeah, and whatnot. So bummed to not hear any uh Hawaii stories. And I was also gonna say we'll make do with us backslash pods thing. Apparently that doesn't even <laughs> fucking work. And none of our listeners, and I'm looking at you, Kazakhstan. Uh no one's let us know that the backslash pods link gives you a 404 error. Should probably have that fixed tomorrow, but I'm just very disappointed that nobody's reached out and told us. I thought, you know, we have a very supportive community here. We have. I think I'm the one who found it. You are the one who found it. (laughs) Because I I think I was like, I'm I'm on Mayo's like news feed for fantasy football and fantasy golf. And I, I, for some reason, I think I clicked into it and he's got the same deal. Yeah. And he had like an icon and everything. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's like a, a pods page. I've never even been to the pods page. And then it's like, it's fucking diseased. It's dead. It's not yeah. available. So no wonder we guys haven't been promoting <laughs> fake discounts that don't exist. So we'll have to get that figured out. But yeah, I was like, slide into Moose's DMs, right? Is that- yeah. 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 Then we can, we can hook you up on that. But sports worked in the past. And not to burst your bubble on Kazakhstan, Moose. I think we're, we've slid to number two. We we did, and you know what was interesting is I looked at who who overtook us, and it was something like the golf gems or something like that. And their okay. whole thing is is just like us, where it's like basically looking at the guys who aren't at the top of it. So they're basically like fake nice shot pods people okay. trying to like pick your forty three k. Only they didn't have a good way to do it. They're like we dig deep for gems. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so fuck them though. Get your own shtick. A lot of digging deep for gems this week. <clears throat> You don't even have to, you don't even, you can just go to like the third favorite in the field. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. Like I, like I look, I look it up. I'm like, wait, what's going on with the price? Oh no, this is the field. Jesus Christ. You got Fitzmagic there. Yeah, that's about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bazaden Hoots. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's really. I mean, if if Bazaden Hoots, your, your name, your star player, that he's getting your Friday afternoon tea time. Who is, what is Butterfield? It's the Butterfield bermuda open right it's a great question it's a great i don't know what the butter what what do we think it is in like bermuda butterfield insurance (laughs) it probably is or like some head let's see butterfield bermuda championship maple Um, syrup that it's the new jemima butterworth right or yeah butterworth um no so we should mention hideki one like two i know by the way my my four guys from last year really turned it on strong they sure have oh butterfield bank Ah, so we were close. Let's see where they out of. Oh, their headquarters is in Bermuda. Can you say tax haven? And they serve Switzerland. Yeah, this is totally like sort of money laundering. How, how much does it cost to sponsor like kind of a an event like this, kind of in the off season, the fall well, swing? I'm guessing it's usually like a multi-year. 
Sure, sure. Deal. But even but even so, let's say Butterfield inks a five year deal. I've always I guess I've kind of always wondered. Like, what do they have to do? Is it just guaranteeing price? Well, I mean, you gotta set up a bunch of shit too, I'm sure. Like, see what and do they cover some of the purse? Well, yeah, I mean the I think that some of the general money from the sponsorship goes towards that. Sure. I would assume. Yeah, it cover it costs roughly seven million dollars per year. Okay. okay. In the neighborhood of seven million. Sure. It covers a portion of the purse, television. A television advertising commitment, VT tour, and other stuff that you can find if you Google how much it costs. Yes, I mean the purse in total is six point five million. So sure, crazy. And I'm assuming they get they don't take any kind of like gate or merchandise or anything like that, right? It's just strictly sponsorship and some of the purse for the. Well, they get advertising too. I would oh, it's tons of advertising. Yeah, but I mean like TV spots and stuff. I think are included. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says it's a risky according because typically you're doing it multi-year. So now sure. if you're doing a multi-year, you're kind of laying out 42 million. And if you've got the Bermuda, you're going to have a pretty shitty television, you know, pretty ra- shitty ratings. Your ratings are going to be bad, yeah. So like all the advertising you're getting is probably not that worth it. It's probably like kind of like, you know, an ego. But see, I would, I would. That's what I think it is. It's like, oh, it is. I've got a PJ Tour event now. Well, okay, so let's take a company like Fortinet, Fortnite. And they, let's say they they run like a five year deal, so it's roughly let's say 30, 35 million because it's kind of an off season event. And I mean that's exposure for the next five years. Whereas like how much is a Super Bowl ad now? Four oh, yeah. million, yeah, for like thirty seconds. So I mean you've got just some some longevity in that. Obviously you have way less eyeballs, but well, just I mean that's kind of goes to it too. Is like the uh, the Super Bowl ads tend to like be bigger for the companies you've never heard of like GoDaddy, sure you know, like sure. or you know or fortnite like we'd have never heard of them or done anything it's like i don't know how many people are in the market for like banks and you know bermuda we're talking here sure so hey, I mean, spe- speaking of GoDaddy, how how's bob parsons golf company doing i don't know what happened well pxg i mean it just seems like they're blowing out inventory it seems like they're they're no longer a premium golf brand. Am I often saying that? It seems like all of their ads now are like price driven. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they've been slashing prices. You can get their driver now for you know four hundred dollars or whatever. It's just I don't think it. I think the luster is kind of worn off. But I don't play yeah, any long enough. Like I've talked to enough people. Like I don't think anybody that's had them has been like, blown away. You I mean, it's probably these. It's probably for like ridges. Sure, but. <clears throat> It looks pretty good. I think their putter designs are a little funky for for my taste. I think some of the it looks good, but it's just not. I don't know if it's going to outperform all the other OEMs that are you know half the price or seventy five percent of the price. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I saw that like they have like a a store at <laughs> Southdale Mall. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. It's oh yeah. Old news. Like <clears throat> I I haven't been to a mall for like three or so. Or what feels like there's probably been, but it's like, oh, they got. I see their fans driving around yeah. all the time too. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know the the fitting experience. I'm sure it's kind of luxurious. You feel like you're a superstar when you walk in there, and but I mean, it's I don't. I'm guessing you're just going through the custom fitting process. They're ordering it. They're sending it to you a month later. And I think apparel is their big push now too. Seems like yeah, they had a lot of apparel in there. Like I didn't go in because I just didn't want to talk to anybody in there. Like, I was actually going there to find, like, golf bands. Actually, no, I was going there for, like, USA pants. It was right before I went to the, I went up to the Southdale for reps. So I was like, yeah, they probably not use USA. Where, I was gonna, where did you go to get USA pants? At the mall? Uh, Macy's. Macy's. Like, if you want to get, like, some red pants. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you find that in, like, their hip-hop section, like, pretty sure. easily. Um, 
Well, do you remember when I remember member was the like white theme? Yes. And they're like, awesome. go to Macy's. They have plenty of like white pants and whatever, whatever. And I went to the Ridgedale Macy's and like, hey, like, where's all like the white pants? And the per- person was right, are you from Hazeltine by chance? We've had a lot of people come in looking for white <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's typically, you know, not something that people are looking for in late September or late July, typically, but yeah, maybe early, you know. Yeah. What's the rule? You associate those with like beaches and whatnot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for some reason, if you ever need like specific colored pants, Macy backslash pods. <laughs> You'll probably at least get like a this page does not exist that looks clean and not some error mode. But yeah, it is kind of but yeah. So PXG, yeah, like right now it's like if I go to their site and I click on drivers, I can I have like four options and they're all under three hundred. The Gen Four G E N, not J E N N. It's not like Forrest Gump took uh, Gen A. Gen A. <laughs> Gen A. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I hit them once when I actually got fitted for my clubs like two years ago. Feel nice, but not that nice. Not like twice the price nice. Right. But yeah, I feel like if they're going this way, doesn't that kind of hurt their brand? I felt like their brand is like for the dudes that are just like want to say that they've got the, the most expensive clubs. Right. Right. Absolutely. So. There's, you know, some kind of cachet and prestige and repping that PXG brand. And, you know, what are we, eight years later or less, five years later? Yeah, slash yeah. slashing prices. I saw one ad and they're they're kind of coveting and touting the they, they don't have supply chain issues because I mean that's obviously been a, a very realistic issue for yes. a lot of golf manufacturers this year. For it's like you can get custom fit and they're like, yeah, okay, well you'll have those in four and a half months. So enjoy them for the twenty two season. Yeah, like, we've got them on the shelf. Anyway, enough about picks. We're on to Bermuda. Who's excited? Did anybody watch anybody any watch? of the Zozo? Yes. By the way, no. I mean, I I did watch a little bit like Thursday, Friday because it came on like now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, but that's just tough too because it's like oh, nothing. Like there's been four groups that have gone. Yeah, right. <clears throat> you see, two Hideki was like, if my game at Augusta when I won was a ten out of ten, and my game right now is a one out of ten, and yep. he wins. That's great. I saw a couple clips like the one hand follow through was to like ten. Feet. Oh yeah. Those are yeah, we went Shoffley in, in the one and done. And oh, we did too. I think I did. I think Hideki was the highest owned. Oh, great. I'm guessing a lot of guys had Morikawa too, who kind of backed toward a seventh. Yeah. I think I had I had Hideki on my 43k for a while too, and then I took him out. That was you get this week. Moose had like 107 teams got in, but I was I didn't look all weekend, so I I am finishing 19th. Mm, nice, which I think was the best of the three of us. Us four, three or four. I'm guessing Don Ho didn't fill out a team. <laughs> no, no, but but yeah, so that was that was that week. This is this week. We got the Bermuda. Uh, let me pull up FancyNational.com and tell you guys what the name of this course is again because I yeah. always forget. Well, I got yeah, it's, I got something quick. I didn't really do much research. Weird, but I did see a tweet. I feel like I cite him a lot, but Jason Sobel, he usually yeah, pretty good he's, stuff. He's good. Yeah. Um, each of the two winners here so far had a recent streak of four straight missed cuts beforehand and ranked in the bottom five percent for driving distance. Does that oh, mean we're looking? Does that mean we're looking for short hitting out of form players? No, well, but can't eliminate them either. Well, that's Brian awesome I had last year. I have a lot of guys that like as I look at their like recent form, like are not good. So that's oh yeah, okay. So it's Port Royal. Yeah. The name well, I'm Royal. guessing if you're playing this, you're probably not awesome. Yeah. Well, no that's offense. just it. It's like well, you're literally playing against a bunch of guys who missed the cut all this. So yeah, right. Um. So what I found when I was looking at the stats earlier today, I did a little bit of research. Um, surprisingly, the most strokes gained are on the par threes here. And I want to say that like 
of all 18 holes. I think there's only like three or four that actually play over par and three of those are the par threes. They're a little bit longer. You got a 235, two 235s, uh, 213, and the shorter one is 140, the outlier. But uh, so par three scoring is going to be big. Uh, the other one is I saw that about six of, uh, six of the 18 holes are par fours between 350 to 400 yards. Uh, direct correlation between sand saves and finishing position. And uh, that's about it. So that's kind of like the things I threw into my model this week were uh, par three scoring, that 350 to 400 yard range, par four scoring, birdie or better gained just because you like birdies and uh, recent. That's what, oh, yeah. Those were the things I saw when I was looking at the course. I, I mean, I know it blows here historically. What What's like the winning score? Is it usually kind of mid-teens? Like most tour stops, or can take a look here in a second. The cut line's been anywhere between minus one and plus two. Okay. Results. Oops, not real shit. Just... So, who's played the best here, real quick? Since I'm on this page, we've got Brian Gay, Ryan Armour, and David Hearn and Hank Leviota. So, that's the cream of the crop here. If I can go to 21, who are they? 15 and 15 and 24. So, yeah, the two years have been kind of all over the place. So, Brian Gay shot 15 last year. Yeah, and then okay. Brennan Todd, 24 under in 2020. The Todd. The Todd. Perry Higgs, looking 20, that same. The Boson. So, yeah, so that's what we're looking at. Anybody have any thoughts on that or anything that, that leads you to believe? So, you're saying that in the past it's been pretty windy here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the primary defense on the golf course. I mean, you're talking about a tour stop that has numerous 350 to 400 yard holes. That, yeah, I mean, that that's just not done. That doesn't happen anymore. I think the course is like, it's under 6,900 yards. Yeah, and so actually, and actually, yeah, it's of the eight rounds, three of them have been classified as windy AF. And that's uh, like four over them, 20? Uh, sustained over 18. Okay. And then four of them have been moderate, and that could just been at like 15 miles an hour, and there's honestly not much of a difference, but you got to draw a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say so we're looking at wind players too then. Uh, so if you're going to build a mixed condition level, that might be something to check out. Yeah, so... Who wants to lead us off here on the 43K since we're since we're just diving in right away? I, I I'm ready to rock. Go for it. Uh, uh, didn't put a ton of time into it because, again, there's a lot of unknown in this, and I wanted to have a guy. I wanted to have a couple names that I knew, but I had to I had to start somewhere. So uh, Fabio Gomez, Fabian Gomez, um, he's getting been kind of just bouncing around. McKenzie Tour, Corn Ferry, PGA Latino. But he was seventh year in 2020, so he's he's played here. Um, then I got Dylan Wu. Does a lot of things well. Shitty kind of shot scan approach, so that's scary. But um, at only 6,500, I think he's you know one of those younger names. Probably poised to do something. This is kind of a tournament for him. Uh, one of my favorite YouTube clips and collegiate golfers, Bo Hostler at 7,000. Um, he's played well in his two starts here. Just like statistically kind of very sound. So I don't know uh, that I got to, I mean, I I'm guessing that at least one of you two has Brian Gay at 7,100. I mean, it's kind of hard to leave him off. I think he was T three in 2020 and then defending champion, obviously. So he, I don't know. He kind of tends to pop. I mean, I, I think last year we were talking about how much Brian Gay has earned and how many wins he has. It's like, it's kind of shocking, right? The, yes. Besides Paul Manek, is it like five wins for Gay? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because yeah, we went through like who's who he has more tour wins. Than. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was five. Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably getting old too. I mean, he's got to be damn near senior tour, right? Is he like 48, I'd guess? Yep, there. It's time to 
I, does he and does he still have the flavor saver? That's the other thing. I don't that that needs to go once <laughs> once you get past your mid forties. That has to go. But hold it on, hold it on tight. Uh, and then Duffner at seventy two hundred seems like he misses a lot of cuts. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Let's just get back to the flavor saver here. Real yeah, quick. yeah. Like who who like when you think flavor savers like who's got some of the most iconic. I don't know, like, like a lot of middle relievers in Major League Baseball back in 2005. Yeah, that's the, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, boy bands? Yeah, oh, uh, I was thinking Smash Mouth, like the lead singer Smash Mouth. Oh, like, yeah, is his name Steve? I don't know. He, he's don't know. walking away from the game. Tractor did send me uh, the video of him having his breakdown. What? Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I have no idea about any of this. Oh, you didn't hear about any of this? No, yeah, no, no, was... no, no, no. Like if there's something like, sorry, I have no idea. Oh no no no! This isn't like it's a funny breakdown. Like they, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, they were just talking about on Saturday Live. <laughs> like yeah, it's um he was at a show. It was like a TikTok or it was an Instagram of like a girl basically saying like uh I just went to the most insane concert of all time. It was Smash Mouth, and then she had like a bunch of clips now put together, and it was he was doing a Nazi salute. He had a drink in his hand at all times. Uh, he looked like pilled out of his mind. He started telling people that he was going to kill them uh like all over the border i mean like he was slurring right i mean so he was obviously on something and so for, for the listeners that don't know you can find smash mouth on the children's movie shrek oh yeah so I, absolute bangers right i mean i don't think they were really bangers. i never really liked smash me. the world is gonna roll me yeah <laughs> i mean it was not they were not great but they definitely had their moment and Anyways, he came back like the next day and was like, I've had a lot of health concerns. And he has. It sounds like he's had a lot of issues like with his ticker, but then he kind of like blamed it on that. And yeah. like it was like eh. <laughs> And that was your fantasy national smash. No, that was and that was Brian Gay. <laughs> now, Brian right, Gay. now and so then I had Duff Daddy because he's been good to me. And, and that all leads way to I had 900 left and I spent every dollar on uh, Sahith Thagala. I don't know. He seems to Ooh. just be getting better. Sahith Thagala. Oh yeah, which I think he's got a cool action. He's got a good game. Um, I don't know. He's, I don't know if he's going to be a future star or whatever. He's got some kind of fancy footwork, but I like I like watching his game. The two tournaments I've seen him play, but again, he's like probably one of the top 15, 20 most expensive guys in DK this week. So welcome to the Butterfield. All right, I can go here. Okay. Um, all I really did was look at course history. We have two years to go off, so um, I didn't go super cheap with anybody, but my cheapest guy sixty. 811th and 53rd, Matthew Glid- Glidgick. Glidgick, yeah. Uh, 7,000, taking him a few times, Kramer Hickok, T18 and T15. Uh, 7,100, this was on Moose's list. Um, just a slappy, that's not very good, so it fits the mold here, David Hearn. 7,100, I also went Brian Gay, first and a third, so it's kind of hard to hard to argue with taking him at that price, given this field. Um, this is kind of a hunch pick. He's never played here before, but I'm going GMAC. Mm. Graham McDonald, yeah. 7,200. Oh. My top guy, 7,700. Big Russell Knox. The Rue. He's T16, T11. I don't know. I feel like he's better than kind of how he's finishes. I don't know. I remember like three or four years ago, he was like borderline rider cup. <clears throat> I can feel that. I can feel that. I don't know. Not much to pick from. So. No. Um, so I did not dig very deep and did not go very high at the very bottom. I've got uh, Cameron Percy. Kind of checks all the boxes except for bring your better game, but he's still, you know, top 50 there. Um, what has he done here in the past? He hasn't missed a cut here for or anywhere for a while, and he's got a 26 48th. Um, 
Then I went with Dowie Vanderwalt at 6,900. Um, hasn't played here before, but he's sixth in the field in birdie or better gain and uh, played well at the Fortinet and in the Corn Ferry Tour Championship and nationwide. So I'd roll with that. Um, I also went Kramer Hickok. Uh, Rhino, you went there as well? Or was that no, Paul? Paul had him. I had him uh, on my radar and then I scrapped him for Hostler. Yeah. Uh, fifth in the field in sand saves. Uh, up there in bur- er, in par three scoring. I also, Rhino took Haas, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There we go. I went with him there uh, at 7,000. Harry Hall at 7,200. He's like an English guy. Is he, He's is the he... huge dude that wears the, the derby cap. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. We talked to yeah. him the other day because, yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, haven't played here before, but so going there. And then uh, Hank Lebiota. And he's, you know, his his recent starts are four missed cuts in the W. So as, as I, far I as feel like he was kind of, wasn't he kind of chooching until? Um, yeah, he was. Or at least, or at least maybe he was going through like a hot streak. And then he WD'd from 3M, 3M. I think. Yeah, yeah. But right before that, he, it was like several top tens. So, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, eighth at John Deere, fourth at the Rocket Mortgage, and fifth at the Traveler. So he had three consecutive top tens. And then, and then I don't know. But so yeah, so that's what we got. We got 43k out of the way, and that's going to be probably all we've got for uh, semi-informative podcast information. And, and you know what? If I want to take this moment to let everybody who's in Kazakhstan know, if you can just go and tell two friends to listen to our pod, we need that first place back. It's not a whole lot that keeps us going, but we can reclaim the throne, the throne in Kazakhstan. I saw we were making folks. a move in Japan too. Were we? Yeah, I mean, like, I think maybe in the top 50. I didn't see that. United States is abysmal. Yeah, well, people listen to too many boring podcasts in the United States. I don't know why they're just ignoring us, but someday they'll catch on. Someday. Maybe we'll come back with some hard-hitting content. That's probably what we need Sooner than later. That's probably what we need, but... We'll we'll get a shtick. And it also is probably all the the tractor PTO. We'll We'll blame our slide on the tractor. So, um, I said beeping. Does somebody have a bomb going off in their house or they're playing teenage men? Is that your house? Turtles? Is that your house? I don't hear anything. I don't, I heard a bing, bing, bing. Anyways, okay. Oh, I do hear that. I do hear that. If I, it's like, uh, in Teenage Ninja Turtles, Nintendo, is your carbon monoxide detector going off, Paul? No, I I was (laughs) casually like, no, (laughs) no, my mic was just on mute. So, I don't even know if I'm hearing it. I don't, I don't hear Anyways. it anymore either. Okay, yeah, back. Right. We're back. I never heard it, so I don't know. The, the bomb Ooh, went off. It's back. It's back. Oh, it's getting it's getting more intense. There might be a bomb going off in somebody's house. So oh, if one of us it's passes, probably, it's probably it's probably that gems show trying to fucking sabotage <laughs> us so they can keep the lock on Kazakhstan. <laughs> so what what's the schedule look like after this, Moose? Um, I was just looking. Then, is there like some RSM? Is there like I was just you know what I was actually just looking to make sure I was all caught up on Cornberry stuff. And Cornberry has been playing since September. Um, then we've got Cornberry is going through. They're at like second stage right now. Okay. Yeah, like but they don't have any like events. Like they're whole... saying, well, they don't have their 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 soul. Like Q school is going on. Oh, okay. So Q school doesn't count as an event. Yeah. Okay. So second stage just got done or is in process. So final is... stage is until end of November, I think. Or is Baldwino doing anything? He didn't make it past past first stage. stage so okay, is so he's he done it. He tried Monday qualifying for Shriners and for this one, but okay. I don't know if you followed that Monday Q guy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's so think, put out some I really think, good stuff. Yeah. So I think um, 
well, he knows like degrees in like film or videography or something. Okay. So I sound like those guys are working on like some stuff like documentary type stuff. Maybe you can get it on the which could be really good if I think they're gonna try to like sure see if somebody will want to broadcast it or you know air it kind of thing like Golf Channel or something. Yeah. Just kind of like these behind the scenes stories of Lord knows they shit. These guys trying to Monday qualify and these guys trying to you know you know make it onto the tour. Do you see that like Mike that big Mike Pisaki guy? The guy that Justin JT Thomas gave a check so much to? money yeah. to, like yeah. he made it to final stage. So if you make it to final stage, you're guaranteed some type of status. Okay. On Corn Ferry, so that's awesome. Yeah, I don't even really remember his story. Did he money qualify for a PGA event? Yeah, I think it was Valspar. Okay, and played pretty well and made the cut. He, he missed. He missed the cut, but okay. Was just so but like he's been close... out there trying oh, for a handful of years, right. and yep, I kind of remember. Okay, yep. kind of like at the he made a twenty footer in the playoff to make it. The Valspar and kind of starts crying, and they had video of him like calling his dad. And yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was go just ahead. gonna say again. I, I mean, so the Netflix thing that's coming out, that's like they're they're basically gonna follow like 10, 12 established known names in the game of golf, right? For like the layman and people don't really follow the game, probably don't, they don't know them. But for like guys like us who kind of nerd out on it, I'm assuming it's guys that we know, or is it just gonna be who knows? Just Random I think I mean like if I was so like I'm I, like I keep trying to think of the the NASCAR not the NASCAR but the Formula One and the thing that makes the Formula One interesting are the teams that are like super jacked to get sixth place in a tournament or top ten on sure. twenty cars you know or the other thing is when you don't even realize how much money's in it so like you'd either have to like have the elite guys and get access to them and just see like, oh, this is what JT actually does. Or, you know, right, right, right. Actually does during the week, picked up in, you know, some Bugatti or, you know, whatever. Like, it's got to be just crazy like that. Otherwise, it's got to be following a guy that's waking up at five o'clock in the morning. To grind, go you know what I mean? To go grind yeah. and then. And I mean, I think that would make it for a more robust show. It's going to be, you know, because those stories are more interesting to me. I think that was kind of a long-winded way of me kind of getting at that what Baldwino might be doing with Monday Q guy would yeah. I would be maybe more compelling to me than watching Bryson drive around in a Bentley and you know try and get to 217 ball speed. I mean I I just think that those guys that are on a razor's edge of do I really want to be doing this? I gotta quit to oh my God, I think I've got it. All like in the span of three weeks. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, like the thing with the with the F one show too is, like I said, I think there's just twenty drivers every week. Okay, you know, so it's you know pretty easy to get a story. You could have a camera, you know, a crew can't follow four guys, and you're gonna get a good story out of you know one of those four guys. But sure. Like with the PGA Tour, when you got 150 guys each week, I mean, I guess, but yeah, I guess that's the thing that's kind of good about golf too, though, is that like even if a guy's like misses the cut by three strokes there's probably a couple holes where there's like some tension you know yeah. what i mean they can you oh, can yeah. still make it good so i don't know i just hope it's done well and i hope that people enjoy it i hope they enjoy it yeah it's like anything that they can do that will give people i just think that the way that golf is covered is so poor like nobody watches no, oh, golf on tv and goes you know what? i want to get into you don't think so eh. It's so hard to follow what's going on. It looks, I mean, everybody's like, it's, you know, not notoriously, but like stereotypically like the boring sport, you know, to watch on TV. You know, if you don't know what's going on, it's like, oh, golf's on. Sure. Scoring. I don't know. I just, I, you know what? I, I digress. Been drinking for a while. Okay. Having a good time. <laughs>
Tell me about your squirrel incident. Can we just hard transition? Yeah. Okay. So I'm we can, dying to hear this. Yeah. Okay. So we can we can uh, switch gears here. Um. So I was lucky enough to play the national with the Cookson brothers and then my buddy Peter. And um, that's Hazel Team National. For... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not the national. Hazel Team. So. Um. Any, anyways, it was a, a beautiful fall day. High forties. Uh. Low winds. High sun. Felt great. Everybody's enjoying themselves. And uh. First of all, the the Bev Hut shut down. Oh, that was uh, we stocked up hard at the turn. I was gonna say, well, you guys had the Cookson, so they've got the they've got the electric push car, so you should have just gotten the cooler that you wrote on there. He, yeah, we I think Dave left the the clubhouse with like four coolers, so we were we were good, but it was Friday at like one o'clock, right? I mean, like you're ready to rock, anyways. Uh, so we stocked up the turn, it was good. Uh, it was a, a slap fest. We played like junior, junior, just those guys, they yeah. gamble too much, but we were, we were having a good time. And um, even though it wasn't great golf, the golf course is in great shape and, and a lot of fun had by all. Anyways, we get to number 14, which is uh, not necessarily a drivable par four. If there was any wind, it was dead into us like three thirty, kind of up the hill and, and a little wind. in. so I hit my tee shot. Uh, I always try and aim for kind of, there's a, I guess it's a fairway bunker, hell bunker. Yeah. Kind of known as is um it's around like a 30 40 yard bunker shot but when the pins in the front left as it was that's not it's not too challenging um so i, I went for that and i kind of pulled a little bit left of that and ends up and i've got about i don't know 30 40 yards uh to the green who knows what the lies like uh next couple guys hit and then uh ben cookson goes and just about as he's about to tee off on on the box with driver in hand uh a squirrel pops its head up from like just off of the uh, ladies t- and kind of like prairie dogs it. And he proceeds to like top, top thin it. And it like one hops over a squirrel, like right over his head. We're like, Oh my God, that's so funny. I can't believe. And then so Ben proceeds to tell us like, I I've only killed one animal on this golf course. Basically he hit like an eight iron and an eight bounced off of what he thought was a rock. And it bounces in the green only to get up there and see that a turtle he cracked was dead. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I don't think I've ever done the animals. So let's fast forward like six minutes. I'm now at my ball and I've, I've drawn a pretty good lie and I've got a pretty good angle. So I'm just going <laughs> to try and kind of like half three quarter pitch a lob wedge from about 40, 50 yards into the green. And I am over the ball just about to pull the trigger. Not the same squirrel. A different squirrel eats shit and falls from the tall oak straight down and snaps its neck like seven inches from my ball <laughs> what and i'm like uh 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 like i'm i'm like you know milliseconds away from taking taking the club back <laughs> and i'm like um oh no oh no and then obviously like my heart goes out for the fucking squirrel and i'm like oh my god and he's twitching and he's not dead oh fuck this uh, uh, uh and i've got like a bad feeling about it and i'm like maybe he's just in shock and I'm like looking at, and he's like, you know, hyperventilating or whatever, you know, like his heart's beating a bazillion minutes, miles a minute. And I'm like, uh, and then he like, I'm like, oh fuck. And then like, I kind of tell and Dave P and Peter kind of come over and they're walking over and then he like gets up and I'm like, oh, maybe he's okay. And then he like, like has like a stroke kind of a thing over and then goes into like hyper sh- and, and this needs, this needs to end. But also, like we're in a roll of and I need to, I need to compose <laughs> oh, myself. <laughs> I need, I need to try and make birdie here. And uh, 
So I call in the Punisher, Peter the Axe, and he pulls out his Strixon ad. He did. So he, he cut off the squirrel's head with his two iron. And he, I don't think he decapitated him, but he had to put him up. Oh, so that's I, crazy. So- he's the killer. But anyways, yeah, it was fucking nuts. Like, I've never been... I've, I've seen squirrels fall, like, in the road and things like that, and heard the screak, the reaches and all that shit. But yeah, I, like, literally, like, right over my so wait, so like he shoulder. So did you leave the, the squirrel there? Or like- yeah, yeah. He he no he like in the bunker you didn't like rake oh him no no I wasn't I wasn't in the bunker I was oh. like right by that tree though oh, and okay. so and Peter like whacked it with his two iron and then and then hit it again. so Con- confirmed did me. you go like throw it in the woods or something or no no and then Ben was talking about its circle of life and like some other animal was the good thing that it was well, definitely the good thing to do it was super it was probably the worst one minute of that squirrels so the. Uh... Well, but if we weren't there, it would have been way worse. Alive for so what's great? So he didn't just totally land. You know, I'm wondering if he like also like maybe he got fucked up before and that's how he fell out because it wasn't the same squirrel that Ben almost. No, had. no, no, no. What I'm saying though is that squirrels like I just read. The, I, I don't know where I heard this, but like you know, your kids come home with all kinds of like crazy facts. But squirrels could fall from any height and survive. Ugh. No, because no, because they reach terminal velocity and they can survive term, terminal velocity. So like, it doesn't matter how high it is. Like they're gonna. It wasn't like a cat. It wasn't like a cat landing on its legs. It no. landed on its like neck. No, what I'm saying is that I think that maybe something happened before it, which oh, made sure. it fell. You know what I mean? Like maybe he started going into this like seizure thing before he fell. Sure, sure, sure. And then he fell. So like, I, I don't think it was. Again, we can look this up here in two seconds, and I, I'm going to, but I'm pretty sure that squirrels can fall from any height and land because they reach terminal velocity and their bodies can withstand terminal velocity. And do you know what terminal velocity is? This sounds like a conversation you need to have with Bryson. I know. And terminal, and terminal know. velocity. Absolutely. Uh, what I, is term, terminal velocity for a human being is what? Well, I don't know. Or is it all based on weight? It's Well, it's weight and aerodynamics is really what it's like because of the drag and our because no the weight it's more of the aerodynamics it's like you're just not going to start to fall any faster this is how much drag you do because you know like any like two different things will fall at the same you know a feather and a bowling ball will fall at the same. it's it's like aerodynamic sure um, so but yeah that's where it goes so yeah no i'm thinking but that's a crazy story it's not as funny it's much more like disturbing than i thought i thought we were like in for like this like stocking like no no it's so, no, stocking you guys and like no like, and then we got home and like i, I was saying, you know and my son had like he gets like these scholastic like uh it, it kind of just like assignments at daycare and it was like I could, it, it, the one that he got that day was called, I can see squirrels and squirrels can see me or whatever. It was a big giant picture of a squirrel. But. Uh, so the terminal velocity of a squirrel is like 23 miles per hour. Okay. Um, that seems pretty short for like, a, or like that seems pretty small for, I would I would guess probably about a 30 foot fall. It just doesn't matter. Like it could be a thousand foot fall and they're only going to be going 23 miles an hour when they hit. Is that a flying squirrel or is that a normal squirrel? Normal squirrel dive bombing with his head towards the ground yeah um but i mean i guess if you land on your neck at the right angle at 23 miles an hour oh yeah this guy was checking up yeah but i don't know what do you think they used oh i don't know that sucks well it, yeah poor squirrel it, poor squirrel it happens it happens poor squirrel. paul were you with me didn't like a something get stuck when they had like the traps on 17 yeah it was like a raccoon yeah that and the screech is coming out of that thing there's got to be all sorts of wildlife that they got to kill off course. I would assume the number one killed animal to golf course is a goose. Oh, for sure. 
or it should be if it's not. Yeah. yeah, you just like hit it with a golf ball. It's done. Yeah. Like in the head. Because it's. You know what? Hey, listeners, if you're still with us, write us a review <laughs> and tell us about the craziest time you saw an animal die on the golf course. Or and if you write one, there's a good chance I'll send you a hoodie. Put your Twitter, put your Twitter handle in, in your review. So I know who it's coming from, and I'll DM you. I'll figure it out. But I want to hear about other- <laughs> not because I like enjoy this, because I want to pay my respect. Fair enough. So I can't think of like. I mean, I'm sure that there's been times that you've like hit fucking birds on the rain and like, oh, I got a birdie. <laughs> I well, the, the beauty of playing like Minnesota golf, and I mean, is you're gonna get ponds that freeze over. Yes. Basically, like the next month of golf, if it's at all possible. Things are going to start to freeze real quick. Paul, do you remember back Hazeltine on number 16? Like when the pond would freeze over and the geese would like congregate down there? So they're I, don't being... I remember playing when it was frozen. Oh, yeah. I Because I remember playing vividly with Delbo and there'd be 70 geese out there and they'd just be hanging out. And he'd just pull out like maybe maybe his punch out five iron, not his playing five iron. He'd just be like rifling. <laughs> like hooded little hook five irons up. I don't think he ever killed one, <laughs> but like you know, they like go between their legs or right <clears throat> over their heads. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of animals to be killed on the golf course, I guess. Is there is there much funnier than like a good Instagram post where you've got a goose attacking a dude? Like those are always pretty sick, aren't they? Yeah. Have you ever been attacked by one? Uh, I don't know about attack. I've gotten like the you know the that in the, in sure, the wings sure. like maybe swung at me but i heard i hear that if you get hit by their wing it's like it hit with a baby what that's what i've heard i heard their wings are really strong and they hurt like but i don't know who said that and i don't know if they really are talking from experience but i hear like that, a, like, so a goose wing a, a flat from a goose feels like a baseball bat like if you get swung swung at with you know like because i mean I, if you look at them they they're pretty thick yeah they've got a long wingspan I believe yeah, it, but that's just what. Of, that's not. Fair. That's gonna be a more difficult Google search than the terminal Fair. velocity of a squirrel. But well, tractor eats them. He eats squirrels or goose? Goose. Gross. Like a Canadian goose. I remember him telling me that it's it's not bad. It's not as bad as you think. Probably not as delicious as swan though. Those things are fucking tasty. A swan is? I'm just kidding. I don't know. I was just trying to piss people off. <laughs> I just saw the swans were back in the, at, at Hazeltine recently. I didn't see them all summer, but they were back uh, this week. Those things are huge, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I've never seen one in Minnesota before, but they're over. Like, do you think it's because that lake's so shallow that they like it? I, I can't believe you've never seen one in Minnesota. The swan? No. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one outside. No, I mean, I've seen them at Hazeltine all the time, but never anywhere else. You see them all often other places. <laughs> okay, so you see them all the time at Hazeltine, but not this year. This year I did not. God, okay, them. okay. I got yes, that Hazeltine's the only place I've ever seen them. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Or at least gotcha. I think it is. Do you see them gotcha. other places? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't really. Swans are just kind of myth to me. I've never really found them to be beautiful creatures. I'm not a big bird fan in general, so it's like kill them all. Yeah, pretty much. Felt way way worse about the squirrel than seeing hooded five irons go right at the fucking head of geese. Paul, what's the saddest thing you've ever killed? <laughs> let's just end this. Let's just end this episode. I did go on a like custom. I'm not a hunter or anything, but I did go on like a customer deal to some game farm, and at the end they like 
chase these ducks up on top of the hill. The dogs go after them and they like fly right over you. And it's just the easiest. I mean, they're 20 feet above you and just blast them. And they just come crashing at your feet, smoke the ground. And then the guy just picks it up and kind of like, they're pretty much dead anyway, but just twist its neck and end it. <laughs> it's like, <coughs> so it almost just felt bad because it was like too easy. Sure. It's like, they're literally just sending them right over your head for you to just blast the shit out. It's like you're out there like searching for. Them. Right. So. You can't get skunked. You got to come home with something. So, yeah. I didn't bring it home. It was kind of like the, it was a pheasant hunting deal. So that was like actual work and skill. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, just for coming out here for fun, we're just going to, you know, let you just have at these poor ducks. Oh, shit. So, you know how like lately we've been talking about some Netflix stuff and oh, I said that we'll end it as like four times, now, but I've been drinking, like I said. But uh, Netflix, this week I watched this show called The Insiders. Have you guys seen or heard of them? I did, no. Okay, so it's only like, so it's it's like a Spanish reality show, like Spain, Spanish. Spanish. Um, And the premise is that all the people on the reality show think that they're still in the, uh, like the final stages of casting. So they don't know that they're being recorded all. They don't realize that the whole time that they're on, they're actually on the reality show. They think that they're still trying out to be on the reality show. Gotcha. Okay. And I think it's the second episode where they start giving people handguns and telling them they need to shoot a rabbit in the head. And like, well, if you want to be on the TV show, you've got to shoot this rabbit in the head. And you have like these like vegans and stuff like that are just like crying and breaking down. It was interesting television. That's that's what I'll leave it. Is, is it good? You said it's interesting, but is it good? Um, so halfway through it, they let them know that they're already on the show, like that they're no longer auditioning for it. I thought it was excellent until like they let everybody. And it's also like it's a it's it's overdubbed in English, so it's kind of like a Squid Game. Yeah, where it's like okay, you know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah. the voices and stuff don't really match up, and like the emotions stuff don't exactly match up. But yeah, like the part where they have them trying to shoot bunnies, that was pretty good. Like they're all blank, so like, but you have some people that like are oh, hemming boy. and hawing on it. You know, it's all blank, so they're never actually going to kill them. But they don't know this, and they've got the. And there's some people who are like just crying, like I just want to be on the show. I'm so good for the show. And then they'll give the gun to somebody else. And like, yeah, fuck it, boom. And like it takes them two seconds to try to shoot the bunny. So that's sort of related to what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. like, right? Yeah, it is with the bunny. Okay. Anybody else want to try to bring us home? Because that just didn't really do it. It's never like a beautiful segue to close. <laughs> and I'm sure there's an Alec Baldwin joke in there somewhere too. Oh my. And that concludes the most recent installment of Nice Shot Pods. On behalf of Tractor, the Rhino, Paul, and myself, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.